Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of the Relationship Talk Show. This is Maya Gunjahu, your host, and I'm excited to be back with a new segment of this show as we cover numerous topics related to relationships and their characteristics. Before I get started, I would like to thank everybody listening to us across the world. Um, everything that you do in, in any shape or form to support us. Uh, we are very grateful for it. Your critics, your feedbacks, your concern, your topic suggestions, everything. Uh, very grateful for everyone reaching out to us, whether it's directly or through social media, to exchange on numerous topics we already covered and to suggest more. Thank you so much. And if you are listening to us right now, you must be alive and well and hopefully COVID-free. Maybe vaccinated, maybe not. Um, but hopefully you're doing great and enjoying the very brand new year that we just kicked started. And so um, please get on your knees and thank the Lord for allowing you to um, live through the holidays, live through 2020, live through this whole pandemic thing going on and live through all the instability going the uncertainties going on out there um and to see a new year to actually go through six days of this new year's new year already um i believe 2021 is gonna be different it's gonna be different in so many many ways and so please thank the lord for allowing you to see to not only 2021 but allowing to see six days already in 2021 so today's topic is going to be addressing a concern of a listener that reached out to us on Instagram to express a few things that he um, might have, you know, had a conversation with his therapist about and that might have raised some concern. Obviously, the therapist, you know, uh, raised some points about some inaccuracies and I, I've been through um I made an inventory of the concerns and they were very valid as well. So in this episode, we're going to be addressing some of those concerns and some of those things that he judged were inaccuracies. And before we get into that, we will go through a quick ad segment. Welcome back. So today's topic, as I mentioned previously, is going to be addressing a very valuable listener of this podcast that has reached out to us with his concern as far as uh, my approach to insecurities was concerned uh, three episodes three episodes ago. And we've talked about on that episode, I think it was the episode called Truthful, um, Truthful and Growth Minded and something like that. And I believe the concept of insecurities were, was covered briefly or relatively, maybe largely, I guess, on that episode. And I would like to um i would like to first apologize if i if through that episode i i hurt anybody's feelings if i offended anyone in you know the way i spoke the way i covered that particular concept if anything i said on that episode regarding insecurities has offended anyone i sincerely apologize from the bottom of my heart because that was not the intention I, I talked a lot about a lot of things from experience, from things that I've been through myself. If I talk about something, I've been through it. I am not talking about any subject, any topic, just because I want to run a podcast. I'm not talking about any of the things I talk about on my podcast just because I want people to listen to my, to my voice. There's nothing special about my voice. I'm just a person who has a lot of flaws and a lot of strengths too. I'm a person with a lot of experiences and a lot of um, um, hands-on knowledge uh, that I've acquired through those experiences. Um, And everybody does. Every one of you listening to us have 
a lot of different experiences that that the result that transmute into knowledge lessons that you've learned and some of those lessons i'm putting it on tracks i'm putting it on this podcast just to convey certain message to people um i've had people reaching out to me asking me um what makes me an authority to talk about relationships and i also would like to briefly address that before i go on with the insecurity part um i i never said on any episode that i was an authority to talk about relationship i don't believe you have to be an authority to talk about relationships i don't believe you have to be an expert with a license or some kind of paper that says that you are certified relationship coach to talk about relationships i don't think a footballer or a soccer player will have to get paperwork that says he is a footballer certified footballer um, before he can play football or before before he can play soccer he or she by the way i think a soccer player needs to prove him or herself on the field with the soccer skill or the football skill until you can actually play physically you cannot be called a soccer player or a football player or any athlete for that matter you prove that from your skills and you don't acquire those skills through sheer imagination or by magic you acquire those skills by training you acquire those skills because you've been through a few things you've been through circumstances you've gone through contests where you acquire those skills those athletes who develop into great great performers acquired their skills through experiences and circumstances where they have to um they have to you know craft their 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 skills they have to craft their um abilities right um if you watch soccer you must know people like Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo if you watch uh football uh you will know people like you know uh, Russell Wilson or whatever basketball and LeBron James and things like that LeBron James did not become a basketball player or MVP overnight he did not just walk into the NBA and say hey my name is LeBron James I've always dreamed to be a basketball player. Here's my license. Can you make me an MVP? That's not what he did. He went through a number of experiences, a number of games, a number of trials and tribulations, a number of hateful comments, trainings, pain, losses. He went through so many different things that that formed him as that formed him to be the not only the basketball player that he is today but also the person because to be the MVP the five times MVP or whatever i think five or six times MVP that LeBron James is today um it does not just take being a, an exquisite basketball player it takes also the person the individual that he is the decisions you make on the court the decisions you make on the field the decisions you make while you're performing make you ultimately into the the person that everybody recognizes to give you the title so he became the mvp that we know today because of both his abilities as a basketball player but also the person that he is as an individual and i'm using that analogy to say this i don't need to be an authority to talk about relationship i have not been i haven't been dating just yesterday I've been in numerous relationships. I'm not just talking about the romantic ones. I've had countless and countless friends. I've have been in contests, numerous contests. I've been um I've been in situations that a lot of you can't fathom and I'm sure a lot of you have been through those those situations too. Um a lot of you are not doing a podcast about it. Um I just decided to talk about my feelings, my experiences, my knowledge of you know, the way I experience life as far as relationship is concerned. I decided to cover those things because I feel like I needed to to talk about it for someone somewhere somehow most likely or maybe probably needs to hear it to know that they are not alone. That's that's the whole reason I'm doing this. I am not doing this because I'm a self-claimed expert in relationship whatsoever now. I am not doing this to make money. I did not even start this podcast 
to make money. I still am not. Okay? And so I am not attacking anyone specifically or uh, purposely on my podcast. I am not going after any specific group of people or whatever. I am not perfect. I've been through a lot of different relationships, whether it is with my own family, with my friends, with people I've, I've been in relationships with, romantic relationships, uh, short-term relationships, dates, and whatever. The things I talked about are the things I've experienced firsthand or I've seen someone or some people close to me experience it. I've talked about people who came to me with their stories. A lot of the stories that I told on my podcast till now, this is episode, I don't know, 25 or 24, something like that. In all the episodes I've covered in the past, I've talked about not only my own stories, um, but also other people's stories. Right. And so I am in no shape or form ever a a relationship coach at this point. Do I want to be one? Yeah. Why not? Sounds good. Like I I always want to help people. I don't think that uh, there's anything wrong with being a relationship coach, but I'm not one at this moment and I don't claim to be. I don't believe that I have to claim to be a relationship relationship coach to teach anyone um, about relationships. Not that I'm even teaching anyone. I've never taught anything on this on this podcast. Even the times where I would say five things or four things about X Y Z, I've always said, I've always added, and you can go back to my podcast and all we listen. You can go back to those episodes and we listen. I, all the way again from the very first episode I always say out of all the you know the characteristic of XYZ here are five here are five or four or six or whatever number I have chosen that particular time here are five of those characteristics that I believe cause XYZ or cause ABC I've never been one to go wild and pretend that i pretend to be something that i'm not so anyway all of that justification uh if i can call it so is to address one point people who think that i'm i'm trying to teach you anything i'm not teaching you anything you don't know already you make your own choices right everybody make their own choices opportunities come and go and you decide whether you want to take them or not and when you do take them you decide whether you want to, uh, you know, stick with it or not. And when you stick with it, you decide whether you want to see it through or not. You you make choices at every turn. Whether, whether I, uh, whatever I say on this podcast show, um, whether you listen to it or not, is your own choice. Whether you apply anything I say or not is your own choice. At the end of the day, even if you don't apply anything I say, you're going to make choices that are going to get you through situations where you're going to learn lessons. So I am not teaching anything here. I'm just sharing my experiences and things I've been through. And if you thought that I was in any shape or form an expert, I'm not. Right? I'm just sharing my experiences here. I'm just sharing what I've learned so far, what I've been through, the struggles, the the, the betrayals and all these things are being true, right? So I wanted that I wanted to really address that um, right off the bat before I really tackle my friends' concerns about insecurities. Here's the thing: when it comes to insecurities, and I've talked about it on a very actually there was an episode about insecurities where I've addressed I've addressed a lot of things. Um, I don't think I've even done justice to that to that topic very well so far. So that this is a really good opportunity for me to address this particular topic because I think I've really uh, I've done an episode about it, but it felt like it was brushed off in my opinion. And then uh, three episodes ago on the truthful episode, I I you know kind of went over it again as I was talking about other things. Um, I, I really brushed it off again and talked about a few things. As far as like, you know, the causes of or maybe some of the causes of insecurities. And what I said on that episode of, you know, truthful and growth minded episode um, was 
a lot of times when people come in a relationship they tend to blame the new person the new partner for their insecurities i think sticking to the context of relationships romantic relationships um because a lot of time people want to come out of the context to really uh go rent right and, and i'm not into renting i'm not into like i don't want to vent i don't want to you know i don't want to go i don't i don't want to blabble on a topic that's so such an important primordial topic right and security is something that we all we all have it's not a joke it's it's something serious right and so all i was saying on that episode was when you come into a new relationship right when you come into whether it is actually an intimate relationship or just a friendship bottom line is when you come into a new relationship when you meet somebody new that you are trying to build a, a certain relationship with doesn't matter if it is romantic or a friendship or a business partnership when that new person steps into your inner space um and you allow them in you've lost your right to blame them for the insecurities that you have they are new they just got in it's like somebody somebody walks in walking into your house just today and you're blaming them for their house being mess, for your house being messy it's not their fault your house was messy before they got in they literally just walked in that's all i was saying i was saying if you if you If you just got into a relationship with someone, don't blame them for your insecurities because you had your insecurities before you met them. They didn't cause it. If if they might cause new insecurities in you if they are not a good person for you. If you are dating someone who's not a good person for you, who ends up betraying you, who ends up cheating on you, who ends up doing all kind of bad stuff to you, they might cause new insecurities. Oh, they might emphasize. They might um, expand. They might grow your your already insecurities, but they are not responsible for the insecurities you have right now. That's the first thing I said. The second thing is the insecurities that you already have before you enter that new relationship are principally caused by one of the things that a lot of people overlook, which is self-image. And I said, self-image is at the bottom line of a lot of insecurities because you you've allowed certain boundaries. Either you've allowed certain boundaries to be stepped on, or you did not have any boundaries at all. That means you have a very little vision of yourself, a very little self-esteem. You have a you view yourself as not deserving enough. And and so when people come in, you allow them to do certain things that cause that trigger certain reaction in you, which cause which causes those insecurities. That's that's a big a big cause for insecurities. I don't know anyone, I don't know of any therapist. I don't care who you are. It's it it, it like I don't have to be a therapist to know that if you don't love yourself enough. You're gonna allow people to do things to you. That's gonna cause reaction in you. Nobody needs to be a PhD in anything to know that. If you don't love yourself enough, people are gonna hurt you. And when they hurt you, of course you're gonna develop insecurities. That's all I said. Now, aside from that, what my friend um, reached out to talk about was, you know, a conversation. Basically, um, he made his therapist listen to that episode, and especially the part I was talking about insecurities. I think they misunderstood, or he misunderstood, or the therapist misunderstood the the point of view I was coming from, right? The angle I was coming from. I think, I think, you know, the exchange I've had with my friend so far is a very good exchange. Um, he raised some valid points. I agree with him 100%. There's no amount of um, there's there, I don't know how much I can I can st- stress that. I don't know how I can stress that enough. You are totally right when you say. And here's what he said. He said, um, of course, after talking to his therapist, who 
you know, brought up a few valid points and he was telling me about it. And he said that, you know, um, insecurities can stem from childhood abuse or adulthood abuse, you know, and he talked about abuse bonding um, and things like that. Uh, and so I agree. I agree. 100 percent a lot of a lot of insecurities happen because in your childhood you had some traumas right you had you had trauma you had things that happened to you maybe you were bullied maybe your parents um you know the way you were raised right um and 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 see that got me really excited when i heard that when I, i i exchanged with him because um i myself being you know, I don't come from a family of folks who actually are very emotionally emotionally available people. In fact, multiple times my own dad told me that he's not an emotional father. And I don't think he meant it in a bad way. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's a bad father at all. In fact, my, my father was always there for me um, whenever there was trouble. He was not always there physically as a father when I was a little kid, but... I don't remember once my dad, um, you know, there's things I wish that he he was there to teach me, but there's also other things that he taught me that are very valuable to who I am today. And even though I've developed a lot of things on my own, I've learned a lot of things on my own. There's a lot, there's a lot of other things that I've learned from my dad and from my mom as well. So I'm not gonna sit, I'm not gonna sit here and be like they suck at parents. No, they don't. They are great parents who taught me the way they knew. They didn't know any better. They didn't know any other way to teach me than what they did, right? And I knew their own parental situations as well. So that had to do a lot with, you know, the way they raised us as their kids with all my other siblings has to do a lot with the way they were raised themselves and the relationship they had with their parents. So I'm not going to be one who disagrees with, okay, a lot of your insecurities has to do with, your your childhood abuse that's very true i mean um i i I remember many times many many times having conversation with my dad or him telling me things like you know you know when i would bring bad grades or i would fail an exam he would say like he would say things like oh i never counted on you and i never will and things like that and i i i don't know if it was just anger or if he meant it um but that's the relationship I had with my parents. My parents are very generous people at times and very mean people at times. They can say things, you know, that will vividly hurt your feelings, right? It, it's, it, it's vivid to the point where it feels sometimes as a sharp knife grazing your skin, right? And so I know firsthand what abuse is. And then I went on to get, to get married with someone recently, a, a couple of years ago, who also went ahead and abused me sometimes now mostly was verbally but a couple of times she went as far as like um putting her hands on me and that's probably because i'm not a um i'm not typically a fighter and i don't believe in raising my hands on a woman so i did not see myself fighting back as she was putting her hands on me i am not one to believe that i have to defend myself against a woman if we get into a physical fight i rather just walk away from it, which is what I did when every time she raised her hand on me, I would just walk away from it because I would defy every single one of my principles if I, I raised my hand on her too. And so I believe a lot of things that happen to you in your childhood influence you a lot as an adult. As you become an adult, it influences you a lot. And you know, at the same time, when you become an adult, you develop a new set of beliefs as well. If, if, and that's a big if, if you did not stick with the things you learned when you were a child, you develop a new set of beliefs. I never want to raise my kids like my parents, my parents did. For example, one of the things that I despised from my education. No, I didn't despise. I don't despise this. Like, Okay, that's that's a big word, and I can't even. I feel like I'm I'm just like dramatizing a little bit because that's why maybe I can't even pronounce the word. <laughs> but um, 
uh, truthfully, I, I dislike it. I dislike, I dislike it very much from the way I was raised, and that's the money mentality, finances, right? I, I my parents never um, allowed me enough to deal with money, to know about it properly, to manage money, to be acquainted with money, with you know. And I know many of my friends who are like very, you know well-rounded financially and all that it took me a while to understand the laws of finance finances right the the real meaning of money how to deal with money how to manage money and things like that i am still improving i never learned such things from my parents i have many friends who did uh, i i used to be witness of you know their parents telling them sending them on errands relating to financial stuff and so I was never exposed to money, even though my parents were briefly poor and then um, rich, right? So I experienced both. I experienced very poor and very rich. And uh, I can tell you how both feel, right? Uh, my childhood was like when I was very little, we were very poor. And as I turned, I don't know, 10, maybe not 10, maybe that's it. 11, 12, 13, um, then they became very rich. So I've seen the transitions. I remember vividly that transition and their behavior changing as well. I think when people say money doesn't make anybody happy, that's a big fat lie. Um, and I want everybody to know that it's a big lie because money takes care of at least 80% of things that have to do with your life, physically and mentally. Let me give you an example. You're going to... You're gonna have a lot of insecurities if you don't know about money because when you grow up and then you are you make new friends and everybody is like successful and you are struggling and you are still trying to find your way and your purpose in life and things that you you can do to you know make it, not only make ends meet but to you know to um, thrive right and then you are in a group of friends who are always talking about how they they achieve this and they achieve that and whatever you're gonna develop insecurities about money. Right, you're gonna develop insecurities about money, and that's one example of things that have to do with your childhood experience. Right now, in a lot of cases, also the childhood experience does not transcend into your adulthood experience, and what I mean by that is I I had an experience as a child. I just give an example of one thing that I dislike in my education and the excuses, the reason they even gave for not teaching us about money. Well, everybody, even in, uh, in Africa as a whole, a lot of people don't raise a child. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a minority case. It's not a frequent case the way I was raised. It's a, it's a very, it's not often that parents raise their kids like that. I know it exists, but it's not often, right? It's not rare either, but it exists. But it's a very, it's very few parents that raise their kids the way mine raised us. And so I'm always going to be grateful for everything they did for us. But there's always going to be things that I dislike until this day. Now, when I grow up, when I turn to age where I can make my own decisions, um, I decided to dissociate myself from some of those beliefs, not all of the beliefs that my parents had, some of those beliefs that made my life a little tougher as a child, that, I, that I left some scars on me, that, I, that traumatized me up till this day i i consciously made the decision to dissociate myself from those beliefs because in the current world no one lives like that right it, it, the world does not work like that no more either you grow with the way things are evolving or you stay the same and you die with it um plus i don't want my kids to feel the way i felt when i was a child there's a lot of anger still inside me today um not 
not that I hate my parents. I don't, I never will. I don't hate them. I'm, I still talk to them every day, right? But the anger of the way I was treated many times when I was a child is still there. And I vowed to never treat my kids like that. And so that in itself, even though those beliefs, those treatment were quote unquote bad or relatively unfair, um, the fact that I can sit here and talk about it and grow from it and the lessons I've learned from it make them ultimately good. I've learned a lot of things from it. You can never say an experience is so bad that you gain nothing from it. It was good enough for me to actually know it's not something I want to give to my parents, right? And that's the optimistic, positive, everlasting, um, everlasting, what is the word I should use? I guess positive is good enough. That's the positive side of me looking at things from a very rosy angle uh, and and uh, being optimistic about the lessons from it. If anything, I feel like it made me into a more a wiser person, a more mature person to know that I don't want to treat my kids or anybody's kids that way. So when you when when I transcended into adulthood, I can make that decision. I couldn't make that decisions when I was a child because as a child, you are very influenced. You are subject to influence, to impact from your environment, your parents, other people. As a child, you can make no decision. Things are done for you, decided for you. Um, you can't do much about the way things work. You either take it or you are punished for it constantly. And so you are subject to the environment that you stand from. If you are, obviously, if you see your dad abusing your mom or your mom abusing your dad, or if you see your parents abusing you in any shape or form, not only are you gonna go to school and bully somebody just because you wanna vent out, you wanna take your anger out on, on someone, or for you, abuse, just like my friend said to me, through our exchange on Instagram, he said something very important, which is true. When you are issued from, when you stem from a family where abuse is love, like he put it, um, that's that's the way you're going to treat other people outside. And as a child, you're going to go out there and bully people because that's all you know. You're going to bully people because you think that's what, that's that's the right thing to do. You think that's the way to give love to people. At the same time, not everybody bullies others just because abuse is love. Just because they believes. No. People bully out of anger. People bully because they feel weak and they, they need to take it out on somebody they feel is weaker than them. People bully because they saw it on TV. People bully for so many different reasons. Does that mean that if abuse is love, let's say the let's take the case of abuse is love. If if that's all you've seen in your environment in your childhood, when you grow up, does that excuse you from abusing other people? No. Just because you don't know the law, that does not mean you're excused from it. The law still applies to you. And you are when you grow old, you are um, self-aware enough to make your own decisions and if you stick with that way of life, abusing other people because that's what you saw in your childhood, you ultimately chose that. As an adult, you chose that path. No one put a gun on your head and said, um, that's what you did in your childhood. Why would you change? If you don't keep doing that, I'm going to kill you. No one did that. You chose to continue doing that, to bully other people, to be mean, to, to abuse other folks. That's a choice you ultimately made. And so if you think because um, you are abused, um, obviously you develop some insecurities about loving, being loved, being appreciated, you know, being treated well and things like that. 
when you grow up, you have the option of working your way out of that. And it's not easy. I'm I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying everybody does it. A lot of people just, you know, they cave in, they give in. A lot of people um, stick to that. Like my ex-wife, for example, who abused me in so many ways. But that stemmed from her childhood. And a lot of her insecurities have to do with her childhood. That's true. But the other insecurities she had is result a result of decisions she made as an adult she made decisions that put her in contest where she was hurt as an adult she feels insecure about um she has a abandonment anxiety because she's she's dating she's dated people in the past who, who had abandoned her and gave lame excuses, who betrayed her in the past and just abandoned her. And that's a conversation we've had. Even in her struggle with her mental issues, which, by the way, I've talked about this before, she had mental issues too. So she also has um, insecurities that stem from those mental issues. But there's a lot of insecurities that came from decisions she made as an as a as an adult. So all I'm saying is, yes, there are insecurities that stem from childhood trauma. In fact, there are trauma you go through even as an adult that create insecurities. But okay, if I'm insecure about my height, that has nothing to do with childhood. That has nothing to do with abusing, parenting, none of that. I'm insecure about my height because I've, I don't know, I've, I've, as an adult, I've seen women um, being more attracted to guys that are taller and I'm insecure about that. So when I meet a woman that I'm very attracted to and she's taller than me, at least I used to be, I used to feel some kind of way about it. Now I don't. But that was an insecurity I had before. I am not extraordinary tall. I'm not tall at all, in fact. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. I am not tall at all, right? I'm 5'8". But I used, I mean, I used to be insecure about it. Now I, I am not. How did that happen? I had to recognize consciously that that does not make who I am. That's self-image. I have to grow myself image to come out of that insecurity. That's all I was saying, my friend. If you are listening to this episode, all I was saying is the things that have to do with stuff that you've been through as an adult, you've developed them by your choices. You've made yourself little, which which allowed other people to trigger you, to trigger your, your I don't know, People, people hurt you based on your height, based on your body shape, based on your your eyes, um, based on uh, based on your, the shape of your lips, the the length of your hair, the color of your skin. I mean, people are insecure about a lot of different things. Not everybody's insecure because they had childhood trauma. When you talk about adult trauma, adult trauma can stem from many things. Adult trauma could be abuse, but it could be your own choices that got you there. You chose to be in circumstances that made you, you know, you chose to do certain things that get you in circumstances where you got hurt or you got uh, in situations that did not help. That, that were not the most positive situations and it got you in a certain mind frame. That's all I'm saying. Insecurities are not all a result of your childhood. They also can stem from how well you treat yourself, how much you love yourself to to this point. And if you did not love yourself enough, you are bound to be hurt. You are bound to experience things that are going to make you insecure about a number of things in your life. People are insecure about their eyes. People are insecure about the, the how big their ass is the butt is, I'm sorry. People are insecure about 
you know, the the the, the length of their hair, the color of their skin, the the shape of their toes. People are thinking about the weirdest things, which have nothing to do with their childhood. Why are they insecure about this? Why would anybody be insecure about the shape of their toes? Yeah, it could be because their parents were shaming them about it. Or it could be that they dated somebody who shamed them about it. Well, you decided to date that person. That's what I meant. That's all I was saying. A choice that got you somewhere ultimately has to do with your self-image. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It has to do with your self-image. You do not do anything that's beyond your self-image. And I'm going to dive a little bit more briefly into the self-image part because I feel it's so important to understand the part that a self-image plays in this contest. It's so important, right? It is very crucial. Self-image does everything in our lives. Let's get back into this topic, this this part of the security part. Let's get back into this whole self-image thing right after the break. So we were talking about self-image. And so I've, I've just come up with a great way to illustrate this briefly so we don't take too much time into this anymore i just want you people to understand where i'm coming from and to keep sharing with me your views i welcome it all and i appreciate uh, my friend here um you know reaching out to talk about this because he has a very unique experience of this specific topic and uh, i'm sorry if i triggered you um but i really want you to know that um one that was not my intention at all i, I apologize sincerely for it and two um there is there's a, a very primordial um benefit in triggering you because it brought me to understand a view of somebody else right a perspective somebody else's perspective and so hopefully um you know through our exchange i can get him to be a guest on this show and to share his perspective hopefully we can do that one of those days but i i'm going to go off the this example let's say um you know a bully who is aware that he or she is bullying and a bully who is not aware that he or she is bullying right the person who is not aware of it is probably part of that group that only saw abuse as love, right? And so they can never believe that there's any other thing, any other way to love on someone other than abusing them. And so there's there's nothing else they're going to do. They're going to keep abusing people. And if they grow up and stick with that belief, they're also going to keep doing things that would they're going to keep treating people badly. That may end, that may um, get them in, um, you know, a number of bad situations like, for example, going in jail. Because if you hurt people, uh, especially physically, you can be arrested for that. And so that can end them in, in many different, you know, contests. But... The group that is not the group that is that's for the group that's aware that's not aware for the group that's aware right and that is like very much i i don't believe is a few of them i believe a huge chunk at least a good number of people are aware of them being a bully some of them even enjoy it they enjoy it because it gives them this sense of power it gives them this sense of i'm i'm stronger than you i am your superior in everything i get to exercise my power over you um by belittling belittling you uh, making you smaller than me <laughs> let me just put it that way right um and so they they want to exercise that power over you and so they are very aware of what they're doing because um you know regardless of what they've seen their parents doing 
they have this consciousness that's operating for them that makes them identify you know good from bad quote unquote right and so not every kid is unaware of what is good and what is bad a lot of kids are very much aware of what is good and what is bad a lot of kids do it because they enjoy hurting people i've seen countless of kids and countless in countless of circumstances that just that just hurt people uh for the joy of it and maybe that's a mental issue okay that's possible but if it is a mental issue then it has nothing to do with abuse is love it has nothing to do with what they've seen it could be just their mental issues it could be just that or it could be just that um ultimately that's just the way this they they this they, they see things and then they grow up as that same person who does not want to change their ways and they keep doing exactly that or they grow up or whether it is a mental issue or their own belief or the whole environment parent parenting influence they grow up and see maybe they they go through a few bad situations and they realize okay I can keep living like this and they change their ways but that in itself the decision of changing paths the decision of changing what you've been doing whether it has been working for you or not is essentially people change their ways because it hasn't been working it hasn't been producing the result that they they intended and so if you change your ways you ultimately envision a different path you you envision a different you that is what i call self image you see yourself on a different light If you don't see yourself in a certain context, obviously you're going to change ways. You're going to grow from it. You're going to outsmart all the odds just so you can be different. People who are broken who want to come out of broke broke a broke life, they work hard to change their circumstances. People who maybe they they are the first person in their family to go to college. They are the first person in the family to start a business and they are the first person of the family to make a million dollar a year. They broke like people say, generational curse. They ultimately had this self-image to break from that. That's what I call self-image. In the context of insecurity, if you are insecure about being cheated on, if you are insecure about being betrayed that is not something that's easily changed you can be you can change that just like that but there is a, a small chance that it can be changed given the right circumstances and the right help it can be changed but is the it is one of the most difficult things to do because you can't break your mind from it you can't shake it off There is no way anyone can tell me there's nothing that can be changed. It is not like you are, you have been amputated. Right? A pro- prosthetic leg is not your leg. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't change that. A mindset is not a, a limb you lost. A mindset is not um uh what is it called? It's not a a, a disease. Even though a lot of diseases you can still cure them and there are those you can't cure. Yes. A mindset is not a disease. It's not a limb you lost. It's not something that you can't change. A mindset is something you can definitely change. Some are more difficult than others. And feeling insecure about love, being loved and being being betrayed and things like that is definitely a mindset that can be changed. And that will require you to acknowledge your self image level how low your self image is will tell you what you can do if even if it doesn't tell you what you can do it can tell you that you are in a very bad space a bad place in life right now that you want to come out of the moment you realize that you are you are you are you are on the wrong path you have one half to battle Because if you don't know that you don't know, you're fucked. Excuse my language. But at least if you know that you are ignorant and you know you got to improve, 
you are halfway down there. All you got to do now is work on it. You already know. You got the knowledge that you are ignorant. The people who don't know they're ignorant obviously can't come out of it because they are too stuck up in their ways and they can't grow. If you know that you don't know, you can work on what you don't know, get the knowledge, build the skills, and grow from it. So, if you have been in many different circumstances, let's say, whether it is from a childhood that you've been in contest or even your parents' behaviors taught you that um, abuse is love, for example, right? And that's all you've done. You Maybe you were a bully when you were in high, uh, in high school or elementary school. You bullied people left and right. Then you grow up, you get to college. Now you are 19, 20, 21, maybe 22. Um, if you keep bullying, that's ultimately your choice. Because you got vivid examples of people around you. That's 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 um, um, that's not like that. Who are not like you? As a matter of fact, the person who's who raised those concern now is seeing a therapist. That's a decision. He ultimately acknowledged the fact that he does not want to stay in the space where he is obviously living a certain way. So he got a therapist. That's a decision you make when you want to change your ways, when you want to change something in your life, when you want to change a certain mindset, when you want to change something about a certain insecurity that you have. You don't tell me you get a therapist because you're bored. You don't, you don't get a therapist because you got so much money to spend. No, you get a therapist because you want something to change in your mind frame. And if it has something to do with insecurities, obviously it does because that's what triggered you. Um, you are working on it. That is the example of what I'm saying. The knowledge of something sucking in your life is good enough to wipe out the excuse of, I am not doing great. If you know you suck you still and you still suck, that's your fault. If you're broke and you are not working on it, but you know you broke. You know you acknowledge the fact that you ain't got no money. That's your fault. It's 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 not simple. It's not easy. Even to me, I've been through so many things. I've been through, you know, situations where it looks like nothing could be done about it. It looks like this is out of my control. But I remember somebody telling me um, there's no there's no challenge that's given to you without you having the tools to overcome it. Okay, fine. Insecurities are not a challenge. It's a mental struggle. Fine. But um, something that's mental has to do with your mindset. If it is induced to you, and you know it is induced to you, you you learned it from childhood, or you picked it up from someone, or you were hurt, so you developed that. If you are aware that you developed that, obviously you're aware that you can change it, right? If you hire a therapist to change something, aren't you aware of it? That's all I'm saying. I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying. Your self-image engages you in deciding to change your self-image if it is low obviously you ain't gonna do anything about how much you suck or um, the things that that are maybe weird or wrong in your life or the things that you maybe you are not good at the flaws if you got a flaw or you got a, a struggle a mental struggle a physical struggle an emotional struggle you got some kind of struggle right if you are aware of it, you can work on it. You might not change it completely. In a lot of cases, we can't change everything, but we can dilute it. Can we change negative? Negative is like it's like saying, um, "Don't think about dancing monkey." Man, the fact that you even I'm even saying it, you you're gonna think of the dancing monkey and picture it, imagine it, and be like, "What the heck?" 
before then you're gonna be like oh let me not think about it let me not think about it let me not think about it dude you are thinking about it that's how you are saying let me not think about it that's how you acknowledge what you shouldn't think about it you can never not think of, of a dancing monkey you, it's gonna be in your mind it's gonna aggress you it's gonna harass you you cannot take it off your mind that's negative you cannot take negative out it grows like like grass it grows without any feedings but you can dilute negative you can dilute your insecurities you can't change it all you can change it maybe 60 70 maybe 80% i don't know i'm not a therapist but obviously your therapist is is helping you otherwise you wouldn't keep on going back to him or her you keep paying the same therapist you get in some satisfaction from it obviously you're getting something from it That's why you keep going to the therapist or the psychologist or whatever. If you ain't getting no satisfaction, if you ain't growing some kind of improvement, right? Something is changing in your mindset. That's you wanting to change. That's you wanting to grow. That's your relationship. See, that ties exactly to this the, the main subject of this podcast that that has to do with the kind of relationship you want to have with yourself. If you don't want to love on yourself, you ain't going to want to change or grow and improve. If you don't care what any what any of your flaws are. If you are not even aware of your flaws, how you how you even going to be aware of your need to change or, or grow? You ain't even going to acknowledge it because you don't even know that you got flaws. But if you know your flaws and they are ugly to you, you don't like your flaws. Or if you you don't like a certain mindset you got, maybe it gets you in trouble all the time. Maybe your struggle gets you all in trouble all the time. Maybe your mindset gets you in trouble all the time. Maybe it gets you with the wrong partners. Maybe it gets you the wrong friends. Maybe you don't make no money with that mindset, but you are aware of it. Either you can work on it yourself or you seek help. You seek help from people who are much ahead of you in life, people who are much more resourceful than you, people who are capable professionally or emotionally to help you out. Hence, you went and got a therapist. You got an issue that you're working on. I don't know what it is. It could be mental. It could be emotional. It could be an insecurity. It could be a trauma that you had in your childhood or a trauma you went through as an adult. It could be anything. But you're working on something. That's what you need, a therapist. And as you stick into the therapist, you are getting improvement. You are improving the issue. So, you are increasing your self-image, which is helping your insecurities. The fact you are even reaching out to me to tell me about those triggers, whatever triggered you in my episode, my past episode. The fact you are even capable of bridging the gap and addressing that directly to me means you made a significant improvement on those insecurities. No one who is hardcore insecure is going to come out and be like, "Oh man, you talked about this and that's inaccurate." You got to be tough courageous brave to talk about something that triggered you hey man reach out to me again i mean anyone anyone please talk to me if anything i'm talking about my podcast triggers you offends offends you or or it's like if it makes you feel some kind of way please reach out i am not an expert i'm not perfect I am just sharing my experience, experiences. I'm sharing what I know, what I learned through my experiences, what I've gathered as far as like my 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 mind frame, where my mind frame is right now. Please, please do. Please, I will leave my Instagram again in the description segment and please reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram, talk to me, exchange with me. Some of you that even want to be guests on this podcast, please reach out. I don't mind at all. Let's have a conversation. Let's see in what 
contest we can incorporate you if you have something very valuable a story that you want to talk about you want to share to other people who went through the same thing i'm pretty sure that this they're gonna find value in anything that you share thank you so much for listening to us this was the relationship talk show and i am proud and excited to listen to all of you your experiences your story please reach out to me and hope you gain something from it my friend hope i i i, I gave you some closure and and even if you, there's still stuff you don't agree with i am totally fine with it we cannot see eye to eye on everything i'm totally fine with it and i thank you i thank you and i thank you again i'm very grateful for you reaching out and talking to me about what triggered you i uh, hope you are staying safe hope you you enjoy your new year we already six days through the, the new year 2021 and i hope you are having a fantastic time so far please stay safe uh, please stay safe happy healthy and um peace <laughs>